I may be poor, but I want to be clean. And, you know, it just kind of struck your heart that, um, you know, that's what a lot of people, I, I think, think. Welcome back, dear listeners, to Laugh at the Darkness, a podcast full of stories of goodness, light, laughter, and love, brought to you by BeerAndHymns.com. Each month we share a drink or two with nonprofit leaders, band members, songwriters, and everyday people doing amazing stuff to make their world a better place. So we invite you to kick back and relax with your favorite beverage or, or simply go for a walk as we laugh at the darkness together. Welcome back, listeners, to Laugh of the Darkness. Uh, it is so good to be back sitting down this week uh, with two wonderful folks from our charity this month, Essentials Outreach. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Butch and Gretchen. Thank you all so, so much for being here with us. Oh, thank you for having yeah, us. Thanks, Ken. Big time. Um, let's just dive right in. Essentials Outreach. We've been so fortunate, Beer and Hems, to, to get to work with you all since pretty early on for us. Uh, because our founding uh, board chair was also your founding board chair, if I remember correctly. So we were introduced to you very early on and uh, and have been so uh, appreciative of the work that you do. Um, Northwest Arkansas being kind of the unique place that it is, we, we've got a lot of wonderful services in, in Benton County and in Washington County. Uh, but Northwest Arkansas is a lot more than those two counties and the four kind of bigger cities that dominate them. Uh, yet people need assistance and, and help and services all around that, and that's where you guys seem to step in. So tell us about Essentials Outreach, where you are, what you're doing, what got you going. Well, let me uh, just give you a little history because I think that's uh, – you were talking about Chelsea Miller who – was the person who originally had the idea for Essentials Outreach. We actually called ourselves CORE at the beginning, but then... We, it was it was Chelsea's idea? Um, yeah, indirectly. Really? Um, okay, that's good. I had no idea. I have to make this short story longer. Uh, Chelsea, <laughs> um, prior to doing that, worked for Seven Hills, and she oh, led an outreach yeah. called Go7, and Go7 had the idea that people in rural communities who were at or near poverty level um, may not have the transportation or the ability to get to the I-49 corridor for the services in the four major cities. So Go7 was a program to take that uh, food and health and hygiene products out to those rural communities. Um, as with a lot of nonprofits, Seven Hills had some financial difficulties and had to make some decisions about programs to jettison. Well, they decided to jettison the Go7 program. And Chelsea was in charge of that program. And my wife and I, Christy, actually volunteered for that program. Mm. And she sat down with the two of us and several other people and said, well, do you think we could take this on as our own? And we said, yeah, <laughs> you know, why not? So we, uh, we started the formulation of trying to do that. We learned very quickly that perishable food was not going to be in our wheelhouse. So we decided on 10 essential health and hygiene products, and we would take them to the same locations that Go7 had gone to. 
that being in Gravit and Pea Ridge, in Lincoln, and then eventually in Greenland, but that added much later on. But that's the, uh, that's the beginning of it, and we got together about uh, eight people to form a board, and uh, we started the outreach. The first one was in November of 2015, and okay. been going ever since. There we go. All right. Well, that's, see, I, I knew Chelsea was instrumental, but I didn't know the, the, the Seven Hills. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I, and I, you know, now that you you say that, I, I have vague memories of, of conversations, at least I think with Chelsea about, about some of those early things. But it's it's been quite some time uh, that, that I've had the chance to, to talk in, about that. Um, so your, your history, born out of Seven Hills, um, got launched in you said November of fifteen, right? Uh, and been rocking and rolling ever since. What's what's the story today? Where where are things today? What are those ten items that you're providing? What 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 are the things that people need to know about what you're doing now? So the ten items are. 10 specific items that speak to, you know, health and hygiene. And so we, um, you know, we started out that we would pass them out. And then um, as COVID came, we started bagging them so that people would still feel comfortable coming. Um, But we put in that deodorant, toilet paper, razors, shaving cream, dish detergent, toothbrushes, bar soap, laundry soap, shampoo, and toothpaste. And so we we think of these as the things that you may not often find if you're going to a food bank. You know, right, right. you think of a food bank, you usually think of food, and sometimes these things are there. But all put together, they're the things that will keep a household clean and a household healthy. And that's the way that we've looked at it. We've been very specific about what they are and very intentional about the fact that it's 10. It works. The simplicity seems to work well for us. But these things go a long way to making a family, you know, healthy in their household. Well, in in general numbers, yes. I mean, we, we are serving approximately 1,200 families each year. Wow, really? That, yeah, that equals a little bit over four thousand individuals. So, um, with, with all these items that you're providing, we're, we're I mean, you, you're carrying these to different places around Northwest Arkansas. It's not all, you know, you you, just, you don't have an actual place at each of these locations. Well, so actually, where, where do you store this stuff? Where you know? Well, we've had great collaboration with different civic operations and school systems. For example, in Greenland, um, the principal of the elementary school is our coordinator down there, and so his elementary school is open, and he has some dedicated space where he can put uh, product that goes from one month to the next. Um, At uh, Gravit, we have the Gravit Civic Center, which is, so that's, you know, run by the mayor in that office, and... uh, we have a great um, volunteer coordinator up there named Margo, who uh, you probably ought to interview someday. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she has been with us since the beginning, and uh, and she is great. And in Pea Ridge, we have the middle school where we're uh, we do the distribution, 
And in Lincoln, actually, one of our board members is Marianne Spears, Dr. Marianne Spears, who's the superintendent of schools out there. And so we do it at the uh, Lincoln School Administration Building. Ah, okay. So each of those do have a little bit of storage space. I'll be honest with you, mostly the transportation from month to month of each of those comes from the individual board members who are the team leads for each of those. We're an all-volunteer organization. We have no paid employees whatsoever. So Gretchen in the past has gone up to Gravit, and I've taken care of uh, Greenland, and we have other board members um, who take care of uh, Pea Ridge and, uh, and Lincoln. And, and I guess in that way, it makes it so that you only have to do one a month if you're you know you're responsible for your your one community is that right i mean they they, the the these are offered one time a month not not weekly or things of that nature right right so the board kind of splits up and and you know takes on the different areas but we have i mean the beauty of this is for each place you know we have volunteers and and that's that collaboration is what makes this so incredible because we have, you know, we've partnered with different people in different cities and different groups. Um, in Gravit, it's, you know, the city, the council, um, one of the council people works with us. And even the populations that we serve can be a little bit different. Um, in some places, we serve um, maybe single or elderly or older that are mm-hmm. a bigger part others we serve families and and it so it's very different it hmm. just speaks to different people is where we are the different um the groups in the communities is is it based at all on and i'm just asking this is like observationally i guess is is that the community makeup that kind of is dictating that or is that just somehow these are the people that are that are have found y'all and so therefore it kind of permeates those communities within communities. Is it, am, I, am I saying that well? Did I ask that right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it reflects the population of some of those communities and where we draw from. Right. Because um, an example, I guess, would be in Greenland, there's lots of uh, families that are coming through. Uh, in Gravit, the population tends to be be older, at least that comes to our outreach I guess I'll throw one aside in that um, we didn't really cover that we we do this once a month, the third Saturday of each month at those four locations that I mentioned, and we do it from 10 till 11 in the morning. So um, so it, it's a consistent thing that once people start to come, they they understand that the third Saturday of the month is the date for Essentials Outreach to be at the particular place. So it's... All communities, same day. Same day, same time. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what? Any thoughts for growing what you're able to do or expanding what you're able to do uh, now or in the future? Well, it's funny you mention that because we just did a trial run, um, I guess two Wednesdays ago, uh, in the middle of April at Decatur. Now, Decatur is only um, seven miles from Gravit. Right, yeah. I mean, it's but close by. they have a massive food outreach uh, once a month through the school year. And 
we had been in contact with a social worker at the Decatur schools, and she had said, why don't you come out and see about handing out some bags of your health and hygiene pro- product because we're just doing produce and meat mm. that we're, we're giving to people. So we took, um, my wife and I loaded up our Outback and took the 40 bags of product up there, and our bags of product were gone in 25 minutes. So um, we've underestimated that, and we have committed that we're going to pick back up when the school year starts again. It's from September through April is when they run this particular program, but it's in the middle of the week. So from that standpoint, it doesn't conflict with our our Saturdays um, or doesn't conflict with us passing out at Gravit. And uh, so, but yeah, that require more effort and and volunteers. But, yeah, they have lots of volunteers. The head of the um, ag program at um, agricultural program at Decatur heads this up and she has lots of uh, 4-H kids that are helping out. So mm-hmm. it was it was easy from that standpoint. Now, transporting that much product to a place is a little bit difficult for us (laughs) (laughs) because, like, I can usually get about 50 um, distributions worth of things into my car, but... If we're going to have to have eighty or a hundred, that's that's going to be a different You're story. You're running out of room. You need, a, yeah. you need a trailer yeah. at that stage. Right? But we've got some time to figure that out, and we will. But it's it was such a a great response to to our outreach that we were we were very happy with that. All right. Well, then, how about this? And 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 let's just ask it in this way: What do my listeners need to come up with to fund Decatur? Well, we have um, we have lots of different ways um, that people can help out. Uh, we have uh, some churches um, that have helped us with in-kind donations. In other words, they come up with the uh, 10 health and hygiene products and donate some of those. One particular church in Tawnytown uh, covers grab it for four times a year. So four times a year, we don't have to take anything out of our coffers to to pay for that. Um, obviously, you can make financial donations to us, and uh, we really haven't thought through as far as how we're going to execute Decatur. I mean, we have four more board meetings, I think, before we have to really have that all figured out. I'm getting ahead out. of the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no. It's it, it's questions we ask, and well, we don't have the answer just yet, but uh, we'll have it soon. Very so, cool. Very cool. One of the things, a couple of ways, I mean, if people go to our um, our website, Essentials, Essentials Outreach, Dot org, right? Dot org. Yes, yeah. thank dot you. Org, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make sure you do the dot org. So if you go there, you can um, – it kind of gives people or groups the the information they need to maybe do a drive. So if it's a Girl Scout group or a, you know, a church group or um, a book club, if they want to just do a product drive, we'll go get it. If they pick out one of these items and say, all right, in February, I'm we're going to get shampoo for you. Those things are wonderful. And then we have the product right there. We roughly say that if you want to sponsor a family for a month, then think of it as about $10. Mm. 
And, um, you know, we have board members that can help us look at different things to get um, make our money go as far as we can. You know, we're always looking for sponsors that might have product as well. Um, but also there is a place to donate on our website as well. So if, you know, if you think about it as a family, you know, that's really not too much for a month, a family for $10. We can give them something that may not get completely through the month, but it can get them pretty far. And that's Mm. kind of the way we've looked at it. So Butch said, you know, what we thought in Decatur, you thought you could have done 50 maybe families. Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah. So so that's kind of the way we start to think about our budgeting. But we love product. We love uh, – <laughs> we also love money. You, we'll yeah. spend it <laughs> yeah. wisely. Right. It all goes to – everything that we get goes straight to the product that goes to our clients. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you're uh, – and I, I've tried to peek through some of that. You know, you, you said uh, could have been 50 families in Decatur – I, I think actually they we we sat there for another half an hour and counted cars and I think it really could have been eighty to a hundred. Okay, so you could have been, all, and then you say you you serve about twelve hundred families a year, but I guess that's there are repeats to that. It's not twelve hundred no. fresh new faces every month. It's it's uh yeah okay so that that all makes sense. Ten dollars. A bag basically covers your expense. Is that what you're saying? It it, or... it did. I, I have to say that now, as things are, as, as prices as are going up a little is, bit, yeah, okay, but yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that is a kind of a generalization that we've made to Certainly. start to think about our budgeting. Yes. Unfortunately, Dollar Tree has gone from a dollar to a dollar and a quarter. Right. So uh, <laughs> we are the price of that bag is going to go up like every everything else, but. Uh, we like to think we're really good stewards of the money that's donated to us, so we try to find the best deals available. And yeah. in some cases, there's bulk purchases we can make. And uh, we have received grants from, for example, Delta Dental um, oh, yeah. for us to have dental product. And the only requirements they have is that we spend the money all on dental product and we do some educational things Along the way, we pass out like uh, little booklets about dental care and, you know, that sort of thing. So so that's been good. Something coming up in June, Adventure Subaru is going to set up a uh, donation table at their uh, – at, uh, at where they're at on Porter Road. And for the month, anybody can bring product to to there, and they will accumulate it for us for the – whole month of june i you know i gotta say i love those guys over there um they're i've bought my last two cars from there and not not i bought my last three cars from there but they always uh, they're always doing stuff to care about the community uh, and i love seeing any company that finds a way to give back and adventure Subaru seems to be one that does that often and well they've partnered with us at least a couple of years haven't they butch yeah. Been well, good, good folks. Yeah, they're not a sponsor of ours, so I, but but you know, <laughs> but if you want to be Adventure Subaru, no, just... <laughs> if you're listening to this, <laughs> um, well, this is amazing, um, and I'm ex- really excited about the expansion that you're looking at with the cater. Uh, what what are other things that uh, our audience needs to know about what you do? 
um, and and ways to support outside of, of donations. We'll, we'll be hosting events uh, in the month of May. Uh, this would come out before both of them, May 15th and 22nd. May 15th, we'll be down at Tawny Town Winery uh, and uh, singing some Beatles tunes. Uh, once again, uh, one of our favorite themes of the year, and uh, we'll also be at Bike Rack Brewing Company on uh, May 22nd. Uh, that evening, singing some more Beatles tunes. Come out, join us. Um, the official thing starts at five, but we love the Beatles so much. We're going to even kick things off at four thirty with a little preset party and uh, just have lots and lots of fun. A hundred percent of donations on those nights go to Benefit Essentials Outreach, along with uh, percentages from uh, those wonderful venues. So normally at this point in the podcast, uh, we, we like to break things up by hearing from one of our amazing sponsors. Uh, this month, we would like to invite you to get involved with Beer and Hymns. Beer and Hymns brings people together to raise our glasses, raise our voices, and raise funds for charitable organizations, and we could really use your help. Whether that's by volunteering, you can go sign up on our website right now, beerandhymns.com, by giving to our monthly charities and and coming out to our events, by giving monthly to support Beer and Hymns and the ongoing work, or becoming a sponsor. We've got annual sponsorships, local sponsorships, podcast episode sponsorships, special event sponsorships, customizable options, or you can even become the presenting sponsor year-round for Beer and Hymns. That's dozens of events throughout the year. Whatever it is, whatever way you want to get involved, we welcome you to the table. We welcome your input. We welcome your feedback. Um, Obviously, we welcome your dollars, just like any nonprofit would. Uh, But you are welcome, and, and you will make us even better by whatever means you want to do to get involved. Uh, so reach out. You can email me, info at beerandhymns.com. Email Ken uh, over there at beerandhymns.com. Go to our website. Find us on Facebook, whatever it is. But we would love to connect you. Uh, we'd love to tell the story of your company. If you just want to be a sponsor of an episode, we, we'd love to talk in whatever means uh, that we can. So thank you for listening. Thank you for, for all that you do to support the amazing charities that we get to be involved with each and every year. Um, Just thank you, and we look forward to uh, getting more involved with you soon. Uh, Tell us about yourselves. Butch, if I'm not mistaken, um, I, I, I know Butch just ever so slightly better, and, and that's not really saying much of anything here, but but I do know you just ever so slightly better. I, I, I know that in your email, it's something like Shoe King, uh, so, but you're, you're retired now, is that correct? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I've but been... What, but tell, tell us what gives you the Shoe King moniker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I worked my entire life basically in uh, retail merchandising. And the last 20 years of that career was at Walmart, and I was a, uh, a merchandise manager in the shoe division. Okay. So um, it sounds a little arrogant today, but uh, <laughs> to call myself shoe king, I guess I thought I was back in those days. But uh, so, uh, so at any rate, that's, that's where it came about. And uh, yeah, we've been, uh, my wife and I have been in Arkansas since 1989. And, uh, oh, wow. Okay. So... Um, we like to say we're we're pretty much our Kansans, although we both were born and raised in Ohio the whole time. So, uh, 
so we we left Ohio and uh, came down here and and never left. So well, Northwest Arkansas is certainly full of transplants, uh, my, myself <laughs> included. So. <laughs> Though I won't claim Ohio, I, I'm, I'm a Tennessean, so I, I just I just had to cross the bridge. But uh. how about yourself? Um, I, I don't remember Shoe King being in your, your no, email. No, Shoe King is no. not in my email. No, I my background is very much public health, so that's why this speaks oh, to yeah. me. I am um, a career person at the VA. I'm actually a dentist for the VA, and I have been. For over 30 years. So um, I met Christy, um, Butch's wife, quite a few years ago, working with another nonprofit that we were interested in. And she had this. And so when I moved to part-time employment with the VA, I thought, now's the time that I can actually, you know, get involved. And so you know, the board is fun. It, it's kind of the bones. It, it, mm-hmm. It's really what kind of it, you know. It's a working board, yeah. It is. Yeah. And, and we so all of that, and like Butch says, you know, getting the product there. But the really fun part are the days when we do the outreach. Those, those are the days that most of us enjoy. If you talk to any of the board members, we'll tell you about the volunteers that we know, the people that come through that, you know, and as you said, you know, People don't just need us one month. A lot of times once they understand that we're there, you know, we get to see them every month and we get to see how they're doing or they will bring a friend, you know, bring someone else who needs our help. So those those are the kind of things. And um, with a public health and a dental background, I was first drawn because, oh, yes, finally, you're giving toothbrushes and toothpaste away. <laughs> this works for me. So but it's just it's just very clean and simple. And it, that's why it spoke to me is the simplicity of what we're doing and the fact that people really do need these. And I still remember when I was in, um, it was in um, high school and I grew up in Arkansas. I've lived in quite a few different places, but I've always come back and back and forth to here. I, you know, I can remember that I knew families that I knew that needed these products mm. and they didn't have them. And, and you always think about that as, you know, a family and kids going to school, they need to be able to brush their teeth and take a shower or take a bath and wash their hair. That's very important. So, yeah, it it strikes me, um, and and this is true to be fair in just about every uh, area of need that uh, the need is far greater than than what y'all are able to to meet in our community right now. Um, Always, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, like we're. We we view often, and I think this is especially true of. Um, I'll I'll just point the finger at Bentonville. How about uh, I, I won't say about any other city. I live in Bentonville, so I'm going to point the finger at me uh, and those of us that live here. But we we get blinded to the fact that we're we're no different. Um, we still experience 25 percent childhood malnutrition in Benton County. Uh, and I know that's true as well in Washington County, right? We, we, those needs are ever present, and uh, there, there is such great opportunity to serve, to connect, to, uh, to find that empathetic part of ourselves, and remind each other of of our humanity, of our shared humanity, and that that, that seems to me one of the best parts of what you're doing is. You, you see families week, month, monthly, excuse me, not weekly, they come back 
and there's that relationship being built and and uh, and it's it goes beyond just the the hand out of of vital things uh vital to to our lives but um it goes well beyond that and in, into something deeper and richer and 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 I'll, I'll call it love you call it what whatever serves you but but to me that's what it gets down to and I yeah, love Kent, seeing organizations like this sharing love. Yeah. yeah, if I could just build on that just a little bit. When we, we first started out, we were doing um, individual, uh, walking individuals through a line, and we would have the product on tables, and they would pick out the product that they needed. And all the time we were walking them through, we were asking about, you know, what's going on in your family? How are you doing? And you know, and we would be able to ascertain a lot of things. When the pandemic hit, we had a change to a putting things in a bag and handing them into a people in a car. So <clears throat> we have we we really enjoy the human interaction that we were able to have in the past. And that's slowly starting to come back again. Mm -hmm. Even though we're handing bags out to people in cars still, we're taking time to stop and talk to them a little bit because it's just something that is really part of what our mission is, is not only just to hand out those products, but to interact with people and try to figure out. One other thing we do is we do leave products behind at the, at the schools and the civic centers. And if there are people in between those two months or they weren't able to make it, um, we do have people identified who can hand out the, the product to people. So it's not only... Man, if you miss 10 to 11 the third Saturday morning of each month, then you still can get something. So yeah, that, uh, that is a limited window. So that yeah. uh, that's good to hear that there are other opportunities. Right. And we do, we don't, um, you know, my, sometimes my thoughts catch up with me long <laughs> after the conversation's over with. So one thing I wanted to say, though, is that we, we do not require any kind of identification or anything like that. There are no requirements on receiving it. Um, we will have people every month, it seems, come out and have their driver's license holding out the window to show us. And we say, you know what, if if you need product, we don't really care, you know, where you live or what you're doing or anything like that. If somebody's, um, you know, going to think they're going to make a lot of money off a $10 bag of, they're not really going <laughs> yeah, to do it. I mean, it's yeah. just that they're, they're really people in need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but outside of giving, outside of donating, what are other ways that that the community uh, and the people can can support uh, Essentials Outreach? Well, I would say anybody who lives uh, close to any one of our four um, outreaches, uh, if they would like to spend a Saturday each month helping out, we could always use some additional volunteers. Mm. Uh, our general um, theory on that is that we want people from the communities that we're in, but we can always use somebody extra. And uh, that would be one way out. Gretchen, do you have some other thoughts? Or? No, I, I think that one of the things that we also want the community to do is get the word out on what we do. Our outreaches are open, like as Butch said, from 10 to 11 on the third Saturday. and But we want community members to know about it. So if people are listening to this podcast and, you know, just pass the word out. Our clients 
We only ask that they give us a name and how many are in their family and where they're from, and that's simply so that we can keep a record so that we know how many we serve. So we it's, it's not a, like a requirement you've got to live in this town or anything. No. See, that's so huge. That's such a, a strict part of a lot of what food banks and others do. Right. I, I love that. It's just an open door, yeah. Yeah, we, we just, you know, if you feel like you have the need, then we want people to know where we are and when we're there, third Saturday, 10 to 11, and and to get the word out that if people need us, that we're there. I think that's important, and we're always looking for ways where um, we can let people know where we are. We have, as Butch said, you know, we grew from what they started with, adding Greenland, we're, you know, looking at Decatur. We have another area that we're looking at. So the board does a lot of planning to kind of think about how we can grow. Of course, we can only grow as much as our funding will let us grow. Right. So so things like you do with Beer and Hens is so important to us so that we can maintain and grow. It really is a joy to get to do what we do each and every month and, um, you know, all the different charities we get to work with. But it's really fun getting to have you all back. Um, we, we were able to raise a little bit of money back during uh, 2021 and, and in the pandemic, but uh, not nearly you know, what we, what we would in, in, uh, normal times, what, whatever that means, but you know, <laughs> non, non-pandemic times, how about, and, um, we're really glad to have y'all back in this, this, uh, this coming month. Thank you. We're wonderful. We are excited about this month. We are. <laughs> we're excited about May too. No, no offense to January, but uh, <laughs> May is a little bit different. It, it will be for sure. I mean, well, y'all, y'all have been our January spot for a long time and, uh, and the Beatles serves that well, you know, it's a cold month and the Beatles actually brings people out, but I, I am excited to see, uh, gosh, just pray for good weather, right? Good, good, good weather. So we can really party out. Um, we, we, we had a good weekend this past weekend, uh, raising some money for uh, Open Avenues. Uh, wonderful group, but boy, it rained a lot, and it certainly never helps our audience when, when that's the case. So uh, yeah. ho- hopefully lots of good weather lying ahead. Um, what else? So one of the things you asked about how people can help, and what Butch brought up kind of speaks to the fact that we we really, we're not a big group. We're not a big group no. of people, and partnering is absolutely essential for us. So, you know, if there are other groups who do outreaches or, or things that, you know, that they have that they think that we might be able to kind of, you know, pull our resources together or what we do would fit, you know, into what they do. We want to know these things. We want to hear from them because that's the way that we will grow. And I think that's a very vital way that we can grow is if we can do it in partnership with other people, other groups and nonprofits who are kind of small like us, but who may need that extra help. So we're always kind of looking at that. We talk a lot to schools um, community, um, you know, community leaders, those kind of partners are really important because we can't go into a, a city or community by ourselves and just kind of stand there. It doesn't work at all. No. So within that, you, you, you've mentioned, you know, schools, you've mentioned church groups, uh, Girl Scout groups, 
um, d- doing different things. What what other kind of groups uh, or even you know sponsors have have been involved with you? Um, you know, rotary groups, th- th- things of that. To me, you know, especially while you're doing a bag format, it seems like, boy, you know, you could get a group together that's already meeting and make a quick, you know, we're going to make 100 bags today and, and contribute that or, or something of that nature. Uh, what, what kind of groups are, are, have already been involved with you? But you want to talk about Five Talents Faithful? They've been very sure. good to there's, us. There's, there's a group called Five Talents Faithful, um, and... I always get his name wrong. Graham, right? <laughs> yeah, Graham is uh, in charge of that, and they actually one of our board members is married to Graham, so Lisa Kelly, and uh, that makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, his group actually supported one entire outreach. Uh huh. Um, there, I can't remember which month it was, but. When you think about it, we're we're probably doing you know a hundred families a month, and maybe um, I I don't know four hundred five hundred individuals. So for four outreaches, that's four hundred bags, and the math is pretty easy when you think about uh, her saying about ten dollars a bag. So you know that's that's the equivalent of like four thousand dollars if I did the math right. And so something like that, and it doesn't have to be that grandiose. I mean, we have a place called Freedom Fellowship in Tinytown that does the Gravit outreach four times a year. and uh, But that's equal to about $500 worth of in-kind uh, donation. Bella Vista Presbyterian is collecting goods for us also, and mm-hmm. we get goods from them. So, I mean, it's not, it's not really limited, um, we have had the uh, uh, Gravit uh, Civic Group has donated money to us in the past, and uh, mm-hmm. and we do we do some other um, outreaches. I I I don't think this is a conflict of interest, but we actually are doing a concert of our own in June. No, not not a conflict of interest at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You asked us to play, in fact. We yeah. just couldn't, we couldn't make it work. But. Well, we would have loved to have you play, but uh, at the same time, that's that's one of our major fundraisers we've been unable to do for the last two years. Yeah. And we do that at George's, and this one is going to be June the 12th, Sunday, June the 12th. So, um, so we raise some money that way. One of our board members is also the pastor at uh, Millwood Church, uh, Christian Church in Rogers, and he has a bingo night that he or has us be the uh, recipient right, of right. One, once a year, sometimes twice a year. So, uh, yeah. so we have a, a lot of different places like that, and and we do put out a couple of mailers where we just ask for people to to help us out, and uh, you know we, we're not. Um, it's like I said, I think we feel like we're very good stewards of our money. Um, and we've built to a point where we're in the kind of shape where we're making enough money during the year to cover our expenses, which is good, especially when, if you got a little bit of money in the bank, I, uh, I've, I've talked to people in the past about saying, you know, I remember one time after we had an outreach, we had $9 in the bank. 
So wow, yeah. <laughs> we had to raise a lot of money before the next month's outreach. It, okay. It's not that dire today, but um, but uh, we're still a, a very small organization. So all the help we can get is greatly appreciated. Well, that's your call, folks. It's uh, you know small organizations and uh, across Northwest Arkansas, not just your dollars, but need your presence. And uh, um, Essentials Outreach is one of the best in my view, and uh, I will proudly sing their praises uh, next month, and um, or the month of May, I guess. As this comes out, that'll be this month. So, one last question for you. Let's see where it takes you. Um, some of your personal favorite stories from working with Essentials Outreach? Um, I, I think for me, it was the first time that we did Greenland and I helped. And it was, it, it was one of the biggest outreaches that I had seen. And it was just incredible to see, and, and we were doing it in conjunction with the school and they were giving out, I think, some food. But it was amazing to see that there was a need and there was a lot of people that came together to actually give whatever we could at that time. This is, I think, the pandemic may have just been starting. And, and there was a lot of panic around that. But there was a calmness and a goodness and a happiness as people came through because whatever, you know, they had, others had, we could all kind of pull it together to give. I know we have one of our board members who um, was going to come today, and when she comes in, one of the um, gentlemen who comes through calls her the truck girl because they love to talk about trucks. And you she's know, got a cool one, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, we just um, just meeting people, the volunteers, those kind of things are what really make you finish up a Saturday and go, "Oh, that was a good one. That wow. was a good day." That's cool. How about you, but? Well, there's been there's been so many over the years. I mean, I remember um, one lady who came and and her one liner was, "I may be poor, but I want to be clean." Mm. And you know, it just kind of struck your heart that, uh, you know, that's what a lot of people I, I think think. I I would say not one particular instance, but. There's probably um, four or five times every outreach where the people, as they're driving away, will say, God bless you. Mm. And it just serves you well that you're trying to pay it forward and help some people who are less fortunate than you are. I need to go ahead and uh, repay some of that. Mm. But uh, whenever you get that God bless you, it's just it it kind of charges you back up again. Mm, mm. I, uh, I get, I, I, I feel like I get kind of a similar thing with beer and hymns each month. And I don't even know that it's four or five, but, but one or two every month yeah. where, uh, you know, somebody will come up and just, this is our first time or, uh, or, or whatever else. And, uh, and that's that, that charge that you need to, yeah. Okay. This is doing something good. Uh, and uh, and it resonates so uh, well. What y'all are doing resonates. Um, what you're doing is making a difference in our community uh, and in the the rural communities that that are are surrounding Northwest Arkansas that are such a vital piece 
uh, of what this community is as a whole. And, uh, and we can't thank you enough um, for the lives that you've changed. Uh, 1,200 families a year, been doing this since uh, 2015. Um, let's keep it going for, for years and years to come, folks. Uh, come out May 15th, May 22nd. We'd love to see you there. You can give all month long uh, during the month of May, 100% of your donations. We keep nothing for ourselves. We'll go to benefit Essentials Outreach and the amazing work that they're up to. Uh, Butch and Gretchen, thank you both so very much for being with me. And uh, we'll look forward to singing some songs and, and uh, throwing back a few pints together soon. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you to Beer and Hymns for sponsoring us all this time. This is exciting. We're looking forward to this. We appreciate it very much. Laugh of the Darkness is produced by BeerandHymns.com. Many special thanks to Gloria Echevarria for all her behind-the-scenes work, uh, from editing together this podcast and, and managing our social media. Uh, I really couldn't do this without you. Uh, our podcast theme music is composed by folk singer-songwriter and artist Kevin McCrell. You can check out more from him at kevinmcrell.com. To Matt Nelson, our brilliant band leader, you make me look and sound a whole lot better than I really am. Thank you for all that you do each and every month. Thanks to Butch Ginther and Gretchen Castle with Essentials Outreach for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, more importantly, to all the work that you were doing uh, in our community. Thank you so, so much. And to all of our sponsors, Dr. Donna Johnson and Neil Pumford, 8th and Walton, Bike Rack Brewing Company, the CFO Network, Kind Creative Company, First National Bank of Northwest Arkansas, The Neighborhood Church, Canvas Church, and First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. And most importantly, a big thanks to you, our listeners, for checking out Laugh at the Darkness. Please, please do us a favor, like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. Write us a review and, and share it with your friends. My name is Ken Weatherford. We'll be back next month with more stories to Laugh at the Darkness.